Hello, everybody, and welcome to Watchworthy. I'm your co-host, Miss Chris D. And I'm Brother Ash. And we are a couple. We've been dating for almost, what, four years? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> almost four years, and during this time, we spend a lot of time watching movies, particularly documentaries. We watch a lot of documentary films together. And I just wanted to start this podcast because I feel like we're always talking about it together, so yeah. why not share it with other people? I know there's probably a bunch of other people out there who watch documentaries. I'm part of a Facebook group, so I know for sure that there are. But it's not just true crime, right? Like, we like sports documentaries. We, um, you know, like history. A little, and, bit, a little bit of everything. Yeah. and so. For me, um, a little bit about myself, I would consider myself just an all-around creative. I'm an artist, a storyteller. I have another podcast, Young, Black, and Opinionated, and I found myself actually talking about documentaries and what I was watching on that podcast, so I was like, you know what? Why don't we start a separate podcast? And um, a little bit just about me. I love history. I love education. And I feel like I don't have a lot of time to sit down and read a book sometimes, but I definitely learn a lot when I watch a documentary. One of the first documentaries I ever watched was Super Size Me. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. No, I've never seen that one. But um, that was in like middle school. They showed us that in health class. And for me, documentaries are so cool. <laughs> what? Like, that's so crazy to show somebody in health, like... No, the whole documentary was about him eating McDonald's every day. You should eat healthy, kids. So we're going to show you a video about a man <laughs> who makes himself obese. Well, it taught me not to eat McDonald's every day. Scare and it tactics. made me health. Yes, exactly. It- documentaries, that's why I wanted to start this podcast, because I feel like documentaries really show us, like, behind the curtain, people's real lives, real stories, real experiences, and some of them be crazier than real, like, crazier than movies. Like, yeah. real life is crazier than movies. Yeah. So that's kind of why I got into this. What about you? Uh, well, um, to give a short introduction about myself, I'm a musician. Um, Brother Ash is also my stage name. Um, I'm a producer as well. Uh, but just kind of, you know, helping out Christina with her podcast and being on a few podcasts over the years. Um, I'm finding more and more that, you know, I like to talk about things that I'm interested in with people. So, uh, yeah, I feel like we're in the age of sharing our thoughts and stuff. So I figured um, Christina actually had the original idea. Um, and I asked if I could co-host, if I could, you know, help be a part of that to kind of get me used to podcasting. So, yeah, I'm excited. I love talking yeah. about docs. We watch a lot of docs, so we might as well make some content from it, you know? So this is my second podcast, Your First, and I love what you said about sharing your thoughts with others because there's a reason that we're doing this podcast and not the, we've been dating for four years and we're influencers and yeah. toxic, would you rather suck this or, or lick that? <laughs> I, <laughs> we always joke that like modern podcasts today are just... Out of control. It's either like you have to be toxic or... A lot of you, clickbait Yeah, stuff. it's a lot of clickbait. Yeah. And for this, we do obviously want to make it entertaining. Like, we are... I consider us a funny couple. <laughs> but um, other than that, like we also want to educate people because I know for a fact y'all don't have time to watch all these documentaries that we watch. We barely have time. Yeah, we, <laughs> we try to squeeze in, like, yeah. you know, movies throughout the week. And so I know that y'all don't have time. So consider this podcast, like, if you saw a, a crazy documentary coming out but you didn't have time to watch it, especially 
especially those docuseries, they'd be like five, six episodes. Nobody yeah. has time for that. Yeah. So we're going to basically recap a documentary on each episode. And we've worked on some fun stuff. like Or true stories. Yeah, or true stories. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be a documentary film. Because I'll be watching Dateline. That's that's a documentary in itself, an hour yeah. episode. Yeah. So we could definitely mix it up. We're going to have sports. We're going to have crazy pop culture news and stuff. Um, not news, but like more like pop culture based documentaries. Like I know there was one about Wham recently, so maybe some history in there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And Josh even got me into nature documentaries because I was not a nature documentary person, but now Shark Week is kind of interesting to me. It is Shark Week is lit. Yo. Yeah, Shark Week is lit. So I hope that y'all enjoyed this podcast, and we are gonna get things started with our first episode and the first documentary that we are discussing, which is. BS High. If you're watching this episode, we are going to try to put the episode title on the backdrop behind us each My episode. My head might block it, <laughs> but it's all good. But um, BS High. So this is a documentary, uh, a HBO sports documentary, and I love the HBO sports documentaries. Um, I feel like, in my personal opinion, two favorites for me for streaming documentaries is HBO and Netflix, but there's some good documentaries on other streaming services. So BS High, this one's on HBO, and it came out in 2023 because this is a recent story. This story kicks off in, like, 2018 up until today. So this documentary just came out in 2023, and it includes a lot of videos from that time period, which is really cool because, obviously, when we talk about documentaries, sometimes it's history. Sometimes there's no photos or videos. There's reenactments. I hate the reenactments in documentaries. But in this one, there was a lot of, like, live footage because it's the social media age, and everybody was filming things at this time. Word. Um, And so... Why did we choose this doc, Josh? I think we chose this doc because one that stood out to me because I remember um, when the whole Bishop Sycamore thing happened, and um, I'm an ex-athlete. Like I stopped playing sports after high school because I had injuries, whatever, whatever, and that happens a lot. So like I heard about this school that was kind of like I wasn't sure if it was a junior college or if it was a private high school. I know sometimes like. Um, sometimes athletes can reclass mm. if they're below a certain age, I think, in certain states where, you know, a basketball player might go to a, a private high school after his senior year, take some college-level courses just to, you know, get a extra year of film or yeah. whatever the case may be. So I wasn't sure if it was that type of school or a junior college. But, yeah, when I seen a documentary come on HBO, I was just like, wow, this was about three years ago. Um, so people have had some time to sit on it, investigate it. So I was immediately drawn to it because I always wanted to know how they pulled this shit off. I was, <laughs> I was so like, it was just one of those things where you see on social, you see the craziest things on social media. And you so never I, know what headline is true. Yeah, so and... I heard about this fake school. I'm like, what the hell is this? So they came out with the doc. So I'm like, I thought it would be a first, you know, uh, a dope first thing to talk about because yeah. everybody heard about it. Well, that's the the thing, right? You be tapped into things that I'm not tapped into. Yeah. I'm definitely not tapped into high school slash college football. And that's the thing with documentaries. I don't discriminate. I'll watch a documentary about anything because I love to learn about anything, especially fraud, which that's basically the highlight of this documentary. Bro, bro, he, he hits on a lot of things. Like <laughs> I would say for me, I was most mostly interested in how this documentary touches on systemic issues, just like basically vulnerable, impoverished demographics of people being preyed upon for economic gain. That's just what capitalism. That's just yeah. life. <laughs> 
But I, I do feel bad, especially when it's like older people or younger people or people of color. So um, that's what, why we chose this documentary. And finally, I want to let y'all know that we will be trying to spice up our episodes with some polls and questions. If you're listening on Spotify, you can go on the Spotify app and answer right there. Let us know your thoughts because we don't want to just keep the conversation between us two. We want to definitely get different perspectives because um, maybe you don't see anything wrong with what we're about to tell you. But I think this this whole documentary and this whole story and this whole scandal is bad up and down. Very unsettling. Yes, it's very unsettling. So the question we want to leave y'all with while we are recapping this documentary is how can you tell when someone is scamming or lying to you? Hmm. And we going to jump into it. So let me tell you guys about, as Josh said, BS High is Bishop Sycamore High School. So at the start of this documentary, Roy Johnson, that's the name of the head coach, he is just very, right off the bat, you don't like him, right, Josh? Yeah. If it's not the title, BS High, it sounds like bullshit high, but that's really the name of the school, Bishop Sycamore High. Um, If it's not the name of the title, it's definitely this man's aura, this man's vibe. Whatever you want to call it, that's just a red flag. You You can feel the awkwardness in the room just like... When you put him on in your living room, you're going to be like, oh, shit. Like, yes. it's weird energy in here now. This guy's <laughs> on the screen. Like, that's how unsettling he is. So, it, that's a red flag, number one. If you're asking the producers before you sit down for a documentary, do I look like a con artist? That's just... Yeah. The answer is yes, The, the answer is yes, because he was. <laughs> so, I'm going to tell you all a little bit about his early life. He uh, was born and raised in New York. Well, specifically Long Island. And I wow. just feel like, why is it always the scammers be from New York? <laughs> specifically, specifically, I know niggas will scam your ass in Long yeah. Island, too. Like, it's, yeah. yeah. So he was born and raised <laughs> in Long Island. Um, he grew up in the church, which I think we can agree. Listen, we are churchgoers. We are yeah. Christians. We love God, too. But I feel like... It'd be weird people sometimes. It do be some church. weird people yeah. in the church who yeah. don't have good intentions. Yeah. So he claimed he grew up in the church... And his this was another red flag for me. His, he said his inspiration for life was just the A-team. And not Mr. T, like not a, a black male figure, yeah. but Hannibal, the main character. He said Hannibal would come up with crazy plans all the time and they would work out. That's not how you should go about your life. I don't think that's a good life plan. But that that's what he decided to do. So he tried to walk on at Ohio State. And this is a guy who... Clearly wasn't that great at football because you can't just walk onto Ohio State. I know that much about football. (laughs) Like, you got to be, like, real freakishly athletic to, like, successfully pull that one off. I don't think you could just, yeah. yeah. So, that's DeLulu. He was delusional. Um, (laughs) He got an internship with the New York Jets, which we just said he can't be trusted. I'm wearing the snake skin today if you're watching on YouTube because this man's a snake. So he can't be trusted. He tells us in the documentary <laughs> that he interned for the New York Jets with Bill. What's his name? Bill uh, Bill Belichick, Belichick think, and everything. Yeah. So I think so. Let's see. He says that he did, and that's when it opened his eyes, and he wanted to become a general manager one day. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. A lot of dudes, like, give up football or stop playing football and end up getting into coaching successfully. Roy is not one of them. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Now that you mentioned that, he didn't He didn't say, oh, I want to be a coach. He just jumped straight to general manager. Because it's all about money. It, yeah. The general manager makes more than the coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? So exactly. Like, so um, he was one of those people, though, who kind of like 
helped other people's football career. He claims the yeah. only success that he claims was his brother. His brother did get to go to Ohio State. So that's when it really opened up Roy's eyes. He quote said, high school football provides opportunities for higher education, which it does. It I does. think that is a good mission to have. Yeah. But I just think his mission got lost along the way. It probably started before 2018, but that's when the bulk of this story occurs. So, Josh, tell us what happened in 2018. So, in 2018, um, he started a school called Christians of Faith Academy. And he basically had been working for uh, the AME Church in uh, Ohio. I don't know the, the name of the church. And it's probably better that we don't yeah. say the name. Because they flat out said... <laughs> they probably said, keep me out of this. Yeah, nah, for real though. They said, we do not affiliate ourselves whatever we'll get to all of that later but um yeah they were thinking about starting as christians of faith uh for a school he basically wanted to have them be like a powerhouse a christian powerhouse in ohio to go against schools like img all the big high school football if you follow high school football like you know the schools that like you know if your child gets recruited by them because sometimes they even recruit out of state and I was just thinking, like, like... it's a big deal. He wanted them to be, like, a really big deal. They didn't come to him and say, we want you to start a football program. They just said, we want to start a school. He was like, ooh, let's add football to it. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, they yeah, never yeah. asked for that. So he, he always framed it as, I want to do this for the kids. Mm. And it goes back to saying weirdos in the church, because he used the church's, uh, you know, status in the community. Everybody knows, you know, I don't know if everybody knows, but the Amian church is very involved in the community, uh, specifically black communities. Um, so yeah, so he has a coach, um, the co-founder is CFO, CF, COF Academy, excuse me. Uh, his name is John Brandon senior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this guy, this guy, funny. <laughs> this, this guy was pretty funny. So he kind of is with him in the early stage of this. At this point, it's not even Bishop Sycamore high school yet. It's still Christians of faith. So, uh, yeah, he's building the school. Uh, the team takes hundreds of millions of dollars through, you know, different life insurance policies, all almost like Ponzi schemes that he's using. That's so. That's a red. Can we say red flag right red there? Red flag right there. Why are you <laughs> making old people in the church sign up for life insurance policies to fund your pipe dream? And y'all know how old people in the church be. They go every Sunday. They in there four times a week. Bible study, choir rehearsal. The they give. The they give. Like, <laughs> the old people don't have nothing to give, and they give the most to the Lord. And then this guy Roy comes in here like, oh yeah, we starting a football team. You know the old war yeah. vets and the well, teachers. That's just so good to get the kids off the street, honey. My grandson. Piley, I'm gonna you tell go ahead and take 10% of my <laughs> Take 10% on top of the 10% I'm already giving to the church. Look, I'm not coming at the church. I love the church. But this is this is the problem. That's, that's, you got to keep guys like Roy away yeah, from the church. Exactly. Yeah, um, And he says, my philosophy in business is to do what people with money do, even if you don't have the money. <laughs> now, I'm an entrepreneur, right? I said that by myself. I get I get this statement. I understand what he's trying to say. You have to have a mindset to where, you know, we were just talking about this earlier. We got the phone with your mom. Like, sometimes you got to do stuff like, you know, I'm going to apply for these loans and apply for this grant because this is how you get money in America. This is capitalism. And I understand, you know, know, but... Not not really. I just though. feel like <laughs> I feel like he was trying to leapfrog many, many steps to opening a school. Like, you can't yeah. just... Because do what rich people do because you're not rich, sir. What the richest people do, most of them have, like, even if they are trust fund babies or whatever, it started from the ground. You know yeah. what I mean? When you want that when you want that IMG level of success, that's just not overnight. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if you want that success, 
That means you start locally. You get guys locally. You know what I'm saying? And he basically yeah, just... Yeah, why was he recruiting kids from out of state? He was that desperate. And I guess, you know, the media days... Uh, what, it was what, just, is the media, what is a media day when you don't have a real school? <laughs> It's, again, him moving too too fast himself, past himself. But, like, I guess, you know, he wanted the kids to... He's selling it at this point. Like, when you go to these other big schools like IMG Academy, maybe Don Bosco, Bishop Gorman, they have media days for the kids, taking pictures. But they media days, just people running around. It's chaos. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's stuff going crazy. It looks like a man um, that doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. And, and just trying to, like, finesse a system that he isn't even clear on how to run. Um, and so, I think you say at this point, they don't really have a facility. They are at a super kick indoor indoor soccer facility. So there's, <laughs> like, places that real teams rent out to, like, practice. Or even, like, if you have, like, uh, you know, sons that you oh, want yeah. training all year. Like, you know what I mean? Like, or even professional athletes go to these spaces. This dude is taking out, you know, money and, and finessing people mm-hmm. out of money. To pay because some of these spaces he didn't even really pay for. Yeah. So it's it's a Talk whole thing. <laughs> so like we'll get into all of that though. Um, but at this point, there's a guy named Andrew King. He's an Ohio journalist uh, who later wrote the book on BSI and Ben Fair. Uh, Faree, excuse me. He's an investigator for High School Athletic Association, and he knows something is up. So that was interesting to me. This is kind of like NCAA, but Ohio high school version. Yeah. And he's like snooping around the rules like they're breaking the rules and it's funny because this guy like in the documentary kind of caught on to the bs or <laughs> bs <laughs> like have you ever seen that movie accepted like yeah. south Harmon institute of technology s-h-i-t shitheads <laughs> and so at this point i guess it's like very much still christians of faith um yeah because yeah. uh i don't i don't think we got to the point yet where they went to bishop sycamore but like so, yeah, he's like, something's up. You know what I'm saying? This guy has videographers involved. He even lied to them. He lied to them. He's they, They're walking out of the meeting with Roy like, yeah, he's talking about stuff that we don't even know about. And so we're like, oh, man, we landed the biggest deal of our career. So, like, you feel for these people because he's touching on the right people. Yeah. He's touching on people who need a second chance. He's touching on people that's hungry enough to work for a little bit and not get paid the first couple weeks. Yeah. But this guy is nice. He's smiling. He's very knowledgeable. He's using so, big words, talking above you, trying to, you know, schmooze you. This ain't no difference from the people commenting under your pictures, DM me, DM me, DM me, DM me. <laughs> Multiple banks, you feel me? This, he's the same type of dude and he did he's this. Real, what's the word? Resilient. He, real resilient. He, real resilient and resourceful. Um, and he's just like, uh, oh God, like I'm, I'm just, is he just repulsive? Like looking at this guy. Watching like, the documentary, I was about to turn it off because I was like, this can't be real life. Like he is, he's just really... A snake. He's really evil. You can tell. Yeah. So, something else you peep about Roy is, like, his body language when you ask him about certain things. And I guess the the coach that we just mentioned, he, he kind of backed out, like, early. Yeah, I'm happy for him. Yeah. I'm happy for that guy. <laughs> he said, wait a second. Now, how we got kids practicing, but we don't got a school yet? And he was like, I knew that was wrong, so I just had to back out. And I think that guy had a wife. And that I just want to say that's the difference of having a, wo- a real good woman in your life. Because His wife probably was like, you know His wife's probably like, now, nah, wait. Well, Where's your paycheck? What's going what, on? BS high is your, school, is your, is your employer. <laughs> so Imagine that on your check. <laughs> he backs out, but it's funny because when they ask him about, now mind you, this is the coach. Co-founder. Co-founder, co-founder of Christian Faith Academy. And they're like, hey, Roy, who's John? He's like, uh, oh, John. 
He gonna act like John don't exist. Fucking lie, bro. You know who John is, bro. He's he's he's. It's like he does that throughout the entire documentary. That's, that's so terrible. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so John claims that he wasn't aware um, that Roy was getting kids together, pulling them from the street. Um, at this point, he's probably just like you know we actually in the beginning phases still you know plotting stuff out on the vision board maybe. And can uh, we talk a little bit about those those kids, man? Yeah. Basically, Roy was plotting on like you said the most vulnerable people. Like that's what really tore me up about this because they're just kids. Like yeah. imagine you were you were once in their shoes. You were in high school, thought you could go play D one and. What happens when you don't? You're so crushed. It's rough. It's rough. Like you say, yeah, I remember being in high school, um, me and a lot of other guys I grew up playing football with, we all wanted to go be D1. And there's like, when people say D1, there's levels to that. But we wanted to be at the Ohio States, the Michigans, the Rutgers. Some people figure out early that, you know what, that's not for me. I'm going to just enjoy high school. Where some people have that potential, they may not get the opportunity um, but they also said they got players who played, maybe had the grades, but just didn't get an offer. So he's not only preying on people's situations like, oh, I didn't have a good, I wasn't in a good school district. Yeah. He's preying on the minds of people who are like still thinking like I'm good enough. That new wondering. Yeah, so it's <laughs> like he's really pushing at all the emotional buttons to get these kids off the streets. Um, so it's like how can you coach a team of young kids – and you know it's not a school. That was a direct quote from John. Like, <laughs> he was really upset. Because it's just like you're selling you're selling the videographers and the media and all the kids this dream. And you're the only one who knows this secret that it's not real. Yeah. That's terrible. It's it's terrible. So after Roy caught on, the church soon caught on as well. Thank God. And they <laughs> came out. And this, and, and this is where I say shout out to the church. Because um, I grew up in the AME church. And they are very much about their business. And they probably caught wind of what he was doing. They say, you know what? We getting out of this. Yes. Something about this guy. The spirit is not moving on this guy. <laughs> the spirit was not moving. Even <laughs> Satan himself was probably like, nah, bro. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, for real, though. Like, this dude was crazy in the AME church backed out. Um, so, shout out for them for doing that. Um, they could have stopped after that. But this is where, right. this is where it becomes Bishop Sycamore High School. And that's, this what, is, that's what blows my mind. It's like, okay. Some people started to catch on. If I was lying, I'd be like, all right, all right, I'm going to chill, I'm going to chill. And I'm not I'm not going to keep doing it. Yeah. But he was like, oh, AME Church, y'all don't want to support? We out. I'm going to do my own thing. There's people who, like, you learn from mistakes or you learn from things happening around you. Like, had I been doing this, right? And obviously, I would never be having people taking out insurance policies to start a football team. No, I'm not doing that. But <laughs> <laughs> had I been doing something and a church backed out from whatever I did, I would stop and think, like, what am I not doing? What do I... Maybe I should back out or get myself together before this goes bigger. But he claimed... Not Roy. <laughs> he claimed, oh, oh, they they were just scared. They were actually on board, but they just put out that press release just, just because. Yeah, so... He has a story for everything, I'm telling you. He has a lie for everything. Literally. People catch him in a lie, he gets motivated to lie again. And I feel like this documentary is your chance to redeem yourself. To make people know, like, I'm not that bad of a guy. You know, I made a mistake. No. He just, like, rubbed salt in the wood. <laughs> yeah. So, very unsettling. I'm going to pick up where Josh left off. It's 2019 now. Christians of Faith Academy is basically the precursor for Bishop Sycamore. He just changed the name because it was all the same people involved. Same people. And so, this one guy, Andre Peterson, this is what I'm saying. He had 
people in on it. Yeah. I just can't stand this. Andre Peterson, he was already a part of the Christians of Faith program, so he was a coach, and his own son was involved. How you gonna have your own son involved? Any, by any means necessary, these people want to get rich. But you know what? It's, it's messed up because that's a father-son relationship, and even some of the players said, as Roy was doing some of these horrendous things, he mentored us on doing them. Yeah. So, like, not only did he bring kids from bad situations... He encouraged them to be finesse also, yeah, just as bad Remember as they she said was. They was yeah. from the store. Oh my god! So, oh god! So, yeah, they they had some real um real life students in the documentary. Uh, the quarterback, the cornerback, the running back, the tackle. Um, most of them were from the twenty twenty one class. That's when they played that big game towards uh uh IMG with IMG. Yeah, yeah. And so, as Josh said, what I wanted to highlight was like most of these kids were looking for a family. We're looking for a daddy. We're looking for an escape. Um, this is all around like COVID time. It's like 2019, about to be 2020 pandemic situation. And then, you know, once they did start get the ball rolling, it was 2021. Yeah. I think that was the perfect moment for him to, to scam. I think that a lot of people did scam during the pandemic. Yeah. And um, at that time, kids, I remember like high school seniors didn't get to have their senior game yep. or different colleges, you know, they're, they thought they were going to go to school and then COVID happened. And so you're catching people at this vulnerable time and that's how he was able to woo people. Yeah. Um, he, I'm not going to lie. I got, I got caught up in a situation during that same time. And yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, maybe Roy Jones. <laughs> you think? Roy Johnson. You think Roy Johnson was scamming you? Maybe it was him. Y'all. Maybe it was because I wrote down that BS High also had a very predatory Twitter page yep. where they were DMing yep. students and anybody and everybody. DM, DM us. Me. DM us. DM me. D, D, we can get you to D1. DM us. If you are that elite, you wouldn't be tweeting yeah. at people to DM me. Look, I watched my brother get recruited by Clemson, Tennessee, Ohio State. Um, they weren't DMing. Notre Dame. Well, it was back in, in the, the 2000s. 2000, so, no, they weren't DMing. But, like, they're sending letters to your house. They're sending graphics with your name on the back of a jersey all CGI'd up for you. Like, this is real stuff. Like, they come. Yeah. They're not DMing. And what did Roy listen, have to give these listen, kids? Listen, let me tell anybody, just in case there's an athlete out there right now that needs to hear this. Yeah, actually, don't get scammed. Please. Listen, bro. Clemson is never going to DM you. <laughs> If you see somebody, if you see Georgia DMing you, talking about send us your highlight tape, DM us, bro. No. I'm that's sorry. a red flag. I'm so, sorry, little bro. So that's a red flag right there. Red flag. So that's, yeah, that, that's why we asked earlier on, remember that question, like, how can you tell when somebody's scamming you? Because how did these kids know? How they just, how didn't they know? So um, the kids, you know, they got on board because... Like Josh said, they're being sold dreams like, oh, you're going to get to play against IMG. You're going to get to play against the top schools. You're going to get some tape. And and this is your second chance to get to a D1. And so these kids are getting wooed because at the time, like Josh said, they had a little... I guess Roy had a little bit of money. He was able to, like, fly them out on first class, get them an Uber Black. So they're like, oh, luxury cars. Like, you know when somebody start giving you all the gifts in the beginning, and then later that shit goes south. Yeah. So basically, this shit was all fake as hell, yet Bishop Sycamore ended up playing 11 games. So how how did they get there, Josh? So... Roy says this about himself and what's so unsettling about Roy is that as corrupt as he is, he literally watching this, you feel like you're watching a diabolical character yeah. on a movie. <laughs> yeah. as, as, as wild as he His is. His eyes are just like this the whole time, bugging out. 
I have to give some type of credit in to just the tenacity that he went at this thing with. He says this about himself. I'm insecure, I'm an extremist, and I'm very resourceful. That's a bad combination. That's disgusting to say that about yourself. Like, Because it is a bad combination. Like, if you're somebody... This all is insecurity. You're insecure, you want to be this, you know, this powerhouse in, in high school football, not because you're passionate about football, not because you're passionate about sending kids to college, because if you wanted those things, you would have done it the right way. Mm-hmm. You need to get these kids proper coaching, proper athletic facilities, proper education. I remember my coaches, <laughs> even though my coaches weren't the best in high school, they at least let us know, like, look, all of y'all aren't going to the NFL. So yeah. stop goofing off in class. Yeah, He didn't even have them in class. <sighs> yeah, You know what I'm saying? So it's like... He That's to- what I'm saying. Like, how could you call this a school and you never had any classes, practice? Even the even the students that they had in the documentary, they asked, like, how was he as a coach? And they were like, um, he wasn't. He, <laughs> he wasn't a coach. He's seen in the documentary talking very, you know, coaches are hard yeah. on kids. But it's usually, you know, because you forgot to, um, you know, blitz when you were supposed to blitz or you, missed a, you blew a coverage or something or you missed a wide open guy. He was just like derogatory. Yeah. His tone, his demeanor. Um, he had the kids living in hotels, getting evicted from apartments. And Can we talk about how does that work, please? I, so, I don't understand. So, mind you, this is COVID. This yeah. is COVID. So, like, he's getting them in the hotels or uh, apartments or extended stay living type situations. And some of these places, since it's COVID, they're like, hey, since you have all of these kids, right, you're booking this huge. Uh, amount of rooms for such a long time, we'll give you the first three months free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen so a he, bunch of those little like he first starts, month free He starts doing the math like, oh, well, you know what? Football season's only three months. They can't evict me. <laughs> Football season is what? From, uh, you know, you start working out in July. So let's go August to November. College football, right? That's about three months. Three, four months. So I'm like he, I'm, he's a fucking genius. Yeah, but no he's shame, just evil. But like, I, I wish that I could have thought about that. Getting them free months. He had the kids eating pizza, trash meals. There's like, watch that, this documentary. There's like this fucking tray of mac, soupy macaroni and cheese. It's the most disgusting shit you ever seen. It's in your the life. boy Snapchatting it for me. He and was you, like, I'm not eating this shit. <laughs> and you looking at these boys? Some of these boys are some beefy boys. You know they know some good mac and cheese. So I'm I'm wondering when some of this stuff is clicking <laughs> off for them. And I would have left. I would have went home just off the. That's food. a red I'd flag. Like, That's like, a red flag. I'm like, ma, they ain't feeding me up here. Yeah. Like I need. <laughs> That's definitely like, a red flag because I think they said that like. Coach would eat good, but then we would get, like, these trash, unhealthy meals. And another scam that Roy had that I don't think we mentioned was the chickens. The rotisserie <laughs> chickens. I was just about to say, the rotisserie chickens, yo. Yo, he would eat Yo, this <laughs> he's sinister, yo. He would call the, call the local grocery store and be like, yeah, I need 30 rotisserie chickens, right? And then he wouldn't come Not all day. Not pick them up. He wouldn't come all day. And then wait till they mark them down half price at the end of the night and then come and get them and then feed the boys. He literally finessed every single person in his life. He just never went to a hotel. He just never had an honest day in his life. Like he never went to a hotel or a restaurant after the game and paid for something and it just got paid for. He never told a a, a videographer or anybody that was going to get paid and they got paid. Everybody got lied to. Every single person. Like if you were working with him or you were coached by him, you were finessed. 
Like you, you it's get sad. too close to him, you get finesse. That's the type of and guy he is. He, I think there was something about he even forged checks, Kinko's check or something, and that's how he paid for a hotel at one time. Like yeah. just things that all of us have heard about, but like haven't had the balls to do. And he did this on several occasions. This is how he lived his life. So after a while, the, the kids kind of realized it wasn't a real situation, but they also are 19, 20-year-old kids, so they yeah. kind of just, you know, having fun, enjoying it. Um, so, yeah, and plus a lot of the kids were desperate. A lot of them didn't. They were homeless. So they didn't like, have nowhere to go. I'm going to stay at this fake football team or in this hotel because I don't have a home outside of this. So I'm going to just ride this thing until whatever. So uh, And he just, you know, some of the kids live with him, heard and seen him, you know, be violent towards mm-hmm. his girlfriend like he's just How like even i have said, a girlfriend like, <laughs> oh my god he's just a bad guy so he's imagine like oh you living with your coach somebody's supposed to look up to a father figure and he's smacking around his girlfriend yeah. in front of you and then when they asked him about the living situation of his player he said oh he basically admitted that he he basically said he didn't hit his girl or do nothing like he, he said something like i would never uh scream at my girlfriend or hurt my girlfriend in front of one of my players and nobody had even asked him about that yeah, see, that's a red flag <laughs> when somebody tries to beat you to the punch and brings it up like, oh, oh, wait, what about the, the like you said, with the bad checks? Yeah. When they were like, oh, so what what happened to that one hotel? They were, he was like, oh, the bad checks. So you already know what we're talking exactly. about. Because you're it's already in the back of your mind that you're feeling guilty. There's so many things that can go wrong with booking a hotel for a college football team or a high school football team. And the first thing you said was the bad checks. And then you denied the fact that they were bad. <laughs> Motherfucker, them checks was bad. He said, like, oh, the bad checks? Yeah, th- th- that wasn't me. Something else. They seen Roy run over a geese. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Just evil. He's just evil. You beat your girlfriend. You ran over the geese in the road. You're mean to the kids. Like, you're not even nice to animals. That's, Yo, that's... I'm from Jersey. I, I be wanting to run over geese, too. Jersey. <laughs> I-, I might talk shit like, man, these geese better move. But I slow down. I go around them. You're not gonna. They just said run over he them. seen the geese and he hit the gas. <laughs> he said, I'm, he woke up wanting That's blood. That's a red flag. He's, y'all. He's wild. Evil. But um, so all right. So here's the worst part. Roy had the players applying for PPP loans during COVID. Right. Tell them that that it was for their tuition. So he comes to them. A moment of silence for the PPP loans because that's terrible. Like, so, that, oh my god. <laughs> The PPP loan thing to me is just like, wow. Like, what a time. That was the low. Th- that was a time it, during it, the it pandemic. Was a time. We know, we personally probably know niggas who was out here getting PPP loans that did not have a business. But these kids, they were kids, Josh. They were, they were 19 years old. And this, this ties into how Roy gets away with it because he really exploits these kids. He presents them the way he goes about, he's a sociopath. He presents them with the, um, you know, I want you here, but, you know, there there is tuition. Oh, yeah. He claimed it was for tuition. But he says, I'm going to help you find a way to pay your tuition. And then he literally has 50, 40-something kids on the team. It shows a video. They, have, they was in, on laptops having a workshop on how to apply That's probably the, the only PPP time loans. they was ever in a study hall type environment actually doing something constructive <laughs> where oh. they had the right words and shit. Oh, my God. So, like, base, if y'all don't know, a PPP loan is, um, I forget what the acronym is, but it's something that was uh, that started in the pandemic for small businesses to pay their employees for not being able to work during the pandemic. And if you had a real business and if you could prove that you were using the funds to pay employees or to take care of your business, 
then you're there's no no harm no foul. It's a loan. You pay it back. A lot of people got loan forgiveness on it, but a lot of people were just finessing the yeah. system. And he used this boy these boys' credit because if you don't pay this loan back, they're gonna that goes to the to the collection. Yeah, agency. they're screwed. And this forever. is they, it. Ain't just you know a quick little three thousand dollars. It's some of them PPP loans were getting approved for. at least, a lot of them. So he's having them fill out illegitimate businesses. And like you said, this is a team of 50, 40 kids. Fucking up their credit. So, you know, it's kind of like, you do the math on that. If a PPP loan could be as little as $15,000 to $20,000. So you're messing them up emotionally, mentally, financially. Financially. So And physically. Yeah, and physically. It's guys... You know, so a lot of this blew up because they played IMG, the biggest school in high school football. And like three different guys tore their ACL that game because they weren't prepared to go against and that I, type I think of we know like with injury in football is common, but yeah. when you're getting injured that badly, it's a, it's clear that you don't have the... They didn't even have medical staff at the game. They didn't have medical staff. And it's like they these kids were like 20 years old, 19 years old. All of them were out of high school, but they were still getting their asses kicked yeah. every game. There was no game plan. There was no actual scheme. It was, we're going to go out there and play backyard football in these random uniforms he probably ordered <laughs> off the Y'all was like, you know they fake because they don't even got your name on Bruh, them. <laughs> it wasn't even like a BG or a Sycamore. <laughs> it, was, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was a penny. It was a straight up football Or not penny. even like a Roy Finesta sort of thing. <laughs> it was just like. He should have just called it Roy Johnson Academy. Just tight ass plain black jerseys. Like nothing. Like. <laughs> No type of logo to show you what district they play in. Like, it was oh my God. nothing. <laughs> so they got whooped every fucking game, got wiped out in the IMG game. It's like, I, what was the score? Like It was bad. It, it was, was like bad. It, I think it was I worse think, than that. Like, I think the crazy part is, like, it's another red flag. If you told me that we were going to be in this elite program and we were going to be the best of the best, and you're losing every single game, how is this even helping your football team? You're, you're yeah. losing. <laughs> but that was that was the key to his own demise because he called all the, the all of those teams and had them set up. Or he or no, he didn't call them, but he basically those, some of those teams people don't want to play because they're so good. Mm. But ESPN had took him playing them. Because he was, he had the money ready from all the scamming yeah. and the finessing. So he basically bought his way onto that national broadcasting game. I was going to say, you can't just get on ESPN. But like, actually, you can, and he proved it. Apparently. He had the money, he had the football team, and it was it seemed legit. But as people are watching the game, there's like, wait, nobody's ever heard of a kid come from Bishop Sycamore. How long is this? And that's when all of this came out. So that was 20. 20- 21. And it goes back to the guy we talked about earlier, Andrew King, because he saw this years ago. Yeah. It was like, yo, this is big. We need to talk about this. But nobody was giving him the fuel behind it. I think when people hear like, oh my God, there's this fake school. You got to check it out. People are like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So it literally took like three years for it to be nationally programmed, (laughs) for them to embarrass themselves, for people to be like, oh, wait a second. What is that? It was really fake. (laughs) Drew wasn't lying. Like, <laughs> that was wild. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Roy didn't face any jail time because of this. Like I said. How? As, how? As, it's, I'm sorry, but how? How he didn't go to jail? No, he's a sick fuck, but he's impressive. He, I guess he didn't truly break any laws. He just did several loopholes. Because Bishop Gorman, excuse me, Bishop Sycamore was a private school. And he kind of, I think if you had it kind of tied to religion too, 
it was untouchable by the state yeah. of Ohio. Yeah. So the the high school commission, the governor, obviously at Ohio State, the state of Ohio was known for its athletes. Mm-hmm. They're like ashamed. They're like, how did the high school, you know, commission, whatever organization in Ohio let this happen for so long, putting right. these kids at danger, um, you know, having the other schools, the real schools play them, letting this happen. You had kids. I yeah. started varsity at 14 years old when wow. I was playing high school football. I, I remember I turned 15 my first season playing varsity football. If I would have played Bishop Sycamore, I would have been playing against a 20-year-old man. Yeah, that's true. They weren't even high school. So, like, the state of Ohio is like, how do we let this happen? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, it's crazy. And it makes me sad it had to be a black man. Like, you had to... But it's nothing I they understand finessing the system, but this was just fraud all the way around. They They couldn't get him. He knew what to say and how to say it how to file paperwork where none of it came back on him and he faced zero jail time for everything he did. And again, you're preying on the most vulnerable people. It's not like you're getting the most educated people from the two-parent households. You're getting homeless kids who have no other choice. So that just pissed me off so much. And like I say, if you watch this documentary, this man, you could just tell he's evil. You could just look at his eyes. Did he refer to himself to the king of loopholes? No, but I think he basically... Oh, he he did call himself the most trusted trustworthy liar or something. What did he say? He said, I'm a good liar. You can't be he good He said, I'm the most li- honest liar you know. You can't be an honest liar. <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean, Roy? <laughs> like, I don't... Oh my God. Roy... Roy is a is a pest. Roy Johnson, <laughs> I really do hope that you get yours. Yeah, karma, karma will take care of him. This is beef, Roy. Because like. in the end, the kids... At the end of the documentary, they said, like, yep, still not in school. Still yeah. got bad credit. Yep. And, I, and they're just left to pick up the pieces. And he's so emotionally unstable because they show him a clip of one of the kids saying how much his life was effed up and how he'll never get a chance to play college football because of this. Because there's ways to play college football if you don't get a, a scholarship. Yeah. You can work. But they save, don't even want him now. You, you can save money, get into a JUCO. There's no there's no telling what this could have did to they, the kid's eligibility or a program not want to deal with them because of their baggage. But, you know, they showed him a clip of the kid saying everything that... Um, Happened to him because of the things Roy did. And Roy stormed out the room like, oh, that ungrateful motherfucker. Like, this dude How you is, gonna say that about kids, man, after you scam them? He's sick. He's wild. He's, he actually believes that he did these kids a service yeah. by providing this fake school for them and not teaching them anything. Ooh, I, I really and he said that, that he's not done. <laughs> he's going yeah, to... Yeah, he did say that. He said Bishop Sycamore isn't over. He's he's Please trying to bring it back. Them. Please go to their he's website right back. now and see if they're still up. Um, so we want to do something called Watch Watchy Awards. We just want to give an award to like our favorite person, place, or thing in each documentary, each episode. And for me, it's got to go to the co-founder, John Branham Sr. I want to give my Watchy Award to him because I'm proud of him for recognizing early on yeah. that this ain't what I thought it was yeah. and, and backing out. He, he he said that he did end up seeing them on that ESPN yep. game. And he was like, oh, yep. damn, he went through with it. Yep. And so I'm glad that wasn't him. He wasn't in his shoes um, and you know, it, he was in the documentary. He was just hilarious to me. It's so funny. Cause when they show that clip of Roy on the sidelines at the game, like I could only imagine like backing out of something. Cause you know, this guy's a scammer <laughs> and you see him on the biggest stage of high school football, like, like dang. living the scam. <laughs> like, I will be on the couch with you. Like, babe, look, <laughs> dude, that's, look, that's the I motherfucker. Like that's 
Royden got himself on ESPN. So we're both going to nominate Watchies, and my Watchies is going to go to the AME Church. Shout out to y'all for <laughs> they deserve an award. No disrespect to the church, but y'all basically said, "Yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. Like, fuck this shit. I'm out." Like, <laughs> I'm a press not, release. I'm we not, are not <laughs> affiliated with Christians of Faith Academy. They showed us a picture of the press release that they released, and that's just so like hilarious to me. Like when the church is saying we don't got nothing to yeah. do with your program helping young men in our community. That's like the opposite of what you want. Like, if a church on, is saying no, we're not affiliated, <laughs> then stay away. Yeah. So those are our watching awards for this episode. BS High Man. Uh, any other takeaways or we do want to remind y'all to take the poll or the question whatever we decide to put on this episode the question is how can you tell when someone is scamming you or lying to you I think it would have been the the hotel stays where's my doormat the hotel (laughs) stays where's my syllabus (laughs) the hotel stays the lack of um, like gear I didn't see them wearing like a lot of Bishop Sycamore we forgot when they had to share helmets yeah so like when you play for a program, like, usually you get, like, even, I went to Willingboro High, like, and this was, like, before, it's got a lot better now, like, I love my high school, but, like, when I was there, like, I wish we would have had, like, more sweatsuits and stuff. I don't know if we just didn't have the money or whatever, but you would think a school like Bishop Gorman would have, you looking at the clips of them practicing, it's dudes out there with random helmets, no shirts yeah. on, no type of uniform. Their like, helmets were falling off during the game because they didn't fit because you're wearing the same helmet as three, four players. When I would have pulled up to the practice and I would have seen like the dudes running around the way they was, I would have been like, oh, nah. Like, <laughs> I promise you I would have called my dad. I'd be like, dad, I don't really know if this is. The like, journalist was like, I showed up and it was just a bunch of guys with clipboards. Honestly, my dad would have been there and he would have like seen everything and be like, oh, nah. This is- yeah, that's true. Yeah. I know people be like, well, what about the parents? Why was the parents involved? A lot of them only had one parent, and their parent was under the age of 40, and they was just living up for the pipe dream as well. So I do want to give an unofficial watchy to the players because one of the moms, I think Trillian's mom, said that when the whole situation blew up, there were like, you know, grown men basically like, you know how people are on the internet. These kids are so fucking dumb listening to this coach. Like, imagine being 20 years old and getting blown out by a... It doesn't matter how old you are. If you don't have a scheme or, like, actually know the game of football, you can get blown out by middle schoolers. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just running out there out of shape like it can happen. So, like, shout out to those players because although, like, we always say, oh, it couldn't have been me, like, these were a lot of... Some of these... Most of these kids really put their faith in this guy. Yeah. And he manipulated them. So, I just want to give an unofficial washi to them. So that's it for the Watchy Awards. I agree. Um, we definitely have a lot of shout outs for this one. But most importantly, if you see Roy Johnson on the street, stay away from that man. Honestly, slap, slap him in his mouth, too. If, <laughs> if, you, if you think you could take him, go ahead and, and, and whoop his ass. I could probably take him. He looked a little... I don't know, babe. He looked like he... He looked a little chubby, actually. He not, looked like one of those fat people who lost weight. Night. I mean, he ain't still fat, but like, <laughs> I think he looks like... Uh, the type of person that might actually be a serial killer. Yeah. So, like, if you see him and you think you could take him, kick his ass. That's what I'm But I'm if thinking, not, yeah. leave him alone because he might actually hurt you. So, remember, y'all, <laughs> to interact with our polls, questions. How do you know somebody's scamming you? How do you know somebody's lying to you? And make sure you subscribe. And what else do they say, babe, on the podcast? Subscribe, rate, and review. That's right. Yeah, please give us a rating. Like, that's how you help people find us. Yep. If you enjoy what you heard today, rate us, follow us, and we'll be back with more. Peace. Bye.